0: We have had Jesus on a short string and we're going to let him go. We have had Jesus on a short string and we are going to let him go. We're going to release him to be who he is. And that is the savior of the world, the healer of the world, the reconciler of all, the Lord of all creation, the word of creation. We've had Jesus on a short string and we're going to let him go. I say that because um, for too long we have been uh, seeing our faith as a nice way of life. It has been the right thing to do or a way to feel good about ourselves. Or it's what, what mom and dad did, so it's what we do. It's time now for that to be different. It's time now because Jesus said something be very different than that. That actually following Jesus is the difference between life and death. Let me say that differently. Following Jesus is the difference between living and perishing now. It's not just about the hereafter. It's about being alive or living a life that is perishing right now. We've had Jesus on the short string and we're going to let him go. I see as your pastor, I have to tell you that because I love you. I care for you, but also because it's what God puts on my heart. That I can't leave you just with part of the gospel. I have to tell you all of the gospel have to make sure that you know the whole gospel. And you see Psalm 1, verse 7, the reason I wanted to read it that way is very clear. Let me remind you of verse 7 of the Psalter. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. It's very clear. It's true then, it's true now. Either you're living in his way or you're perishing. Now, I know you might say, well, we're not ungodly. And I agree. But we're sort of semi-godly. We're a little godly. We're sort of godly. We're kind of (laughs) godly. By that I mean that we're people of great faith. And we're people who come here, I mean you're here, to worship the living Jesus Christ. At the same time though, we often don't call on the full gospel all that Jesus Christ is and has. We often don't live in that. We've not experienced it. Because you see, we need more than just that which the word tells us. We need also to, to know it. The reason being is because... Because either we're living or we're perishing. Now. And I have to love you enough to tell you that. that God desires us to experience Jesus Christ. To experience him in our lives. There are only two ways. Only two ways of life. The way of Jesus Christ or the way of the world. Let me remind you again, Psalm 1 verse 1. Blessed is the man who has not walked in the counsel of the ungodly nor stood in the way of sinners, and has not sat in the seat of the scornful. So that's the way of God. You're blessed when you've not done these things. The other way is this, verse 5. As for the ungodly, it is not so with them, but they are like the chaff which the wind scatters away from the face of the earth. We have to be clear. Psalm 1, which is the foundation psalm from all the 149 psalms that come after it, but also, Jesus' sermon this morning agrees with that. His sermon agrees. You've heard that sermon before. Maybe you recognize some of it. Uh, you said, well, that's like the Sermon on the Mount. but it's something different about it. The reason being is because this morning, this is Luke recounting that sermon that Jesus preached. Remember, Luke is a, is a Gentile. And, 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 and Jesus is preaching to a different group. He's preaching to a different group than the Sermon on the Mount. Because this group, he recognizes they need to hear something a bit differently. Let me remind you what he said. As he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Or, woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you shall be satisfied. Woe to you who are full now, for you shall be hungry. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. But woe to you who laugh now, you shall mourn and weep. Do you get the message? you get the message that Jesus is trying to explain to those people and the fact that, that, yes, there are two ways. There's God's way, there's the way of the cross, there's the way of following Jesus Christ, there's the way of knowing God as a living God, or there's the way of the world. You know, in many respects, we can decide it this way. Instant gratification or deferred blessing. Instant gratification or deferred blessing. Now, let me tell you, I am someone of instant gratification. I mean, that's my favorite thing, isn't it yours? I mean, it is, Just it is. I was a Pepsi generation. The Pepsi generation was, you've got a lot to live, it's time to do it right now, right? But maybe as we come to faith, we might recognize the blessing of deferred blessings. The blessing of, and I'm not just talking about heaven, folks. I'm talking about recognizing the difference between worldly blessings and heavenly blessings That you can experience right now. That you can experience right now. And you see, that's what I want you to get this morning. That Jesus Christ came because he wanted people to experience him. And experience the living God. And it's no different today. It's no different than it was in that day. It's no different today. That we might experience the living God. Here's what I said. He came to give this sermon, this teaching, to a different group. Listen to how it begins. He came down with them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon. There's the difference. There's the difference. The difference between the high place and the level place. The high place is where we go to meet God. I hope you've been there. You've had that time that you've been on the high place that you've experienced the living God. You know, wherever that was, maybe that's a time in worship where you still hope so every Sunday or a time with your family or a time when you, maybe you served at some outreach mission or maybe part of the Kairos or, or, or Curcio, or, or some great renewal moment or just a time of prayer with someone else. But I hope you've had a time that you've experienced the living God, a high place. At the same time, we have the, the low place, the level place. The high place is where God comes to meet us, where we go to meet God. The low place is where God comes to meet us. That's called life. That's every day. That's every day. That's the thing that you're doing every day. That's the level place. That's where God comes to meet us. That's what Jesus did. He came to meet those those folks in that day. The high place, Moses went up on the high place, didn't he? He went up to hear the word of God. He went up to, 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 to receive the Ten Commandments. He went up there. Jesus himself went up on the high place. It was called the Transfiguration. And now he went up on this high place to receive the Sermon on the Mount. But now he's come down to the level place. He's come down to the level place that they, people might experience the living God. God comes to meet us. Hear it again. Hear what happened. Now, Jesus gave those blessings and woes because he knew he was talking to people who tired of Sidon. The difference was this. Tyre and Sidon is on the coast of what we call modern-day Lebanon. They were probably Phoenicians. That means they weren't Jews. They were Gentiles, like you and me. They were there because they wanted to hear about this. They heard something. This Messiah, this fellow who claims to be the God incarnate, this new man, this, this teacher, this healer, we want to see what, what he is, but they have none of that foundation that the Jews would have had. And so Jesus knows he needs to make it more clear. So he says, you're blessed when you do this, but woe when this happens to when you do this. He makes it very clear. But before he does that, he does something that's very important. Before he says, here's the way, two ways of life, he does something that's most important. He comes to the level place. And all who came to, him, to hear him came to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all the crowds sought to touch him for power came out from him and healed them all. This is the level place. This is the place where the living God comes to be, to be experienced and to be active in your life and my life. That's what he did with them. Now certainly, these Gentiles, these Phoenicians, these sea people are going to listen to him because, they say, did you see that? Did you experience that? Do You know that person was healed? That person was set free? Do you know that, that, that God was doing miraculous things here? I want to hear what he's got to say. And so then blessings the world could make more sense to them because so we want to know his way. We're the same way, folks. We're in the same situation. All through history, God has had to come down to the level place for pe- people to be reacquainted with who he is. It happened to Joshua's group. That's the Exodus generation. <laughs> After they came out of, the, 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 out of Israel, out of the desert, came into the promised land, um, they had to be reacquainted with the power of God. Here's what the book of uh, Judges says. And all that generation also were gathered to their fathers. And there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord or the work that he had done for Israel. Now, do you hear? The people who were in the desert, they had experienced the power of God. Parting of the Red Sea, the manna, you know, water from a rock. They experienced these miracles of God. They lived only because of those God provided for them. But now the people who were in the Holy Land, in the Promised Land, they had never experienced any of that, so they forgot all about that. They had the law, they had the word, they had the Ten Commandments, but they didn't know that God was powerful. They had never experienced So they had to be reacquainted. God had to come to the level place to meet them again. The same thing was true for the, for the Exile generation. That's what the prophets were doing. The prophets were reacquainting them with the power of the living God. It's the same thing for Jesus' generation. It's what's happening that we read this text this morning. They have to be reacquainted. They have the law. Here's what they had: they had religion, but they didn't have faith. They had religion. You know what religion is? Religion is you do the same thing. You know that's what religion is. I mean, every morning you get up, and you tie your shoe. Which one do you tie? Your left shoe or your right shoe first? What shock can you on? Religion is this. I brush my teeth then I shave or I shave. That's religion. It's, it's the habits that we have. You know, that, that's okay. But Christianity is not a religion. It's a faith. It's a relationship. It's a relationship with a living person, Jesus Christ, who was alive then and still alive now, who's with us right this moment and touching your heart by the power of his Holy Spirit. That's what's going on. And so he came down to the level place. He came there because they had to be reacquainted with the living God. That's why all during Epiphany, you've been hearing us say that we need a word awakening. A word awakening isn't just reading more the Bible. That I means that, that come awake also. But the word, the living word of Jesus Christ to come awake in our lives. Because I'm not sure about you, but I need it. I need it. I need it because I walk in that level place all the time. And that level place are the lives I get to share with you. But also my own level place, the the hurts and the needs and the fears and whatever that I have. We need to experience the living God. So that's why I say that (laughs) we're semi-godly. We're sort of godly, we're kind of godly, we're mostly godly. But we want to be the whole gospel. We want to be the whole, have the whole gospel. Now yes, we know and experience worship. We know and experience the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. You know that. I see it alive in your lives. We know and experience the sacrifice of of service and and people serving and sharing and sacrificing and giving. I've seen that. It's wonderful. Thank God. But at the same time, though, too many of us do not experience that God says, but yes, I'm willing to be part of that healing. I'm willing to be the person who sets you free from that bondage, that habit, that habit pattern, that addiction, that fear, that angst. I'm willing to be part of all of those things because that's the level place in your life where I want to come and meet you face-to-face. Well, the only way for that to happen is for us to have the opportunity. And so this morning, that's what I want to do. As your pastor, I want to offer that opportunity. And that is this. I've talked with Elizabeth about this. When the time comes for you to receive communion, Elizabeth and the lay leaders are going to offer the sacrament. The, the host and the patent, the chalice, and so forth. After I receive communion, I'm going to go to the back. And I'm going to stand back there and, and offer a time for you to come and join me to, to pray. Individually, just one at a time, come and pray. Now, if you don't come, I understand it. <laughs> Because it's frightening. It's a little embarrassing. People might think I've got a problem. We all do. <laughs> you know, I have a need. We all do. And I understand that. If you don't come, it's okay. For all grace. I promise you, all grace. But if you have something this morning that the Holy Spirit right there is touching your heart, I need him in that level place. Here's the place in my life I need peace. I need prayer. I need deliverance. I need healing. I need comfort. I need direction. Then come join me back there and let's pray. Let me pray for you just a, just a moment. just a, Two centers of prayer. But the promise of Jesus Christ will be true because he did say this. He will come meet us in the level place. There's power will go forward. We've had Jesus on a short string. We're going to let him go. Amen. Amen.